My grandpops was a man of respect. Had to sweat just to cash checks. Working from sunrise to set. Every day get challenged. No trades attached. Yeah. Yes. It's uh, uh mistakes were made. <laughs> mistakes were made. <laughs> it's time once Welcome. again for another episode of the Mistakes Were Made podcast. As always, I'm your host, Rudy Schubach, and our other host is Alan, whose last name does not like to be divulged. It's just weird, because I say my last name on my other podcast, so I get used to it. Like, I just say it. I know that you don't care whether it's that or not, but... I I don't care. We just sort of made it... awkward. We just made the switch, you know, and I I forgot that we made the switch. I feel like I have a personal connection with everybody who listens to this podcast. So. And they only, yeah, they don't need to call me Mr. Shoebuck. They can call me Rudy. Yeah. It's cool. We, we pals. Please, Mr. Shoebuck <laughs> was my father. Yeah? No, he was never. Yeah. Well, I guess he worked, at, he did work at, at, as a high school teacher for a while. So he was a Mr. Shoebuck yeah. for a while. But like to anybody who yeah. knew him, he was either just Shoebuck, not Mr., but or Shoey or Chuck. Uh, anyway. He had a lot of weird nicknames. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we have show notes. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Let's look at the show notes. Uh, first things first, <laughs> I have been told that I would be a bad friend if I did not give a shout out to our friend Mark Williams's friends from Iowa, uh, mainly Taylor, Eli, or Ellie. I think it's Eli. I think it's Ellie. He thinks it's Ellie. He doesn't actually know. He knows he was Taylor, and that is all. So if you're Taylor, Ellie, or Eli, or some other pronunciation of the last name E-L-Y, uh, this is shout-outs for you, buddy. Uh, Mark says that, was that the weirdest shout-out ever. I know. Okay. Mark, well, okay, so Mark met him at Adepticon and said that they were big fans of the show and and that he knew us. He told them that he knew us, and it was like, you have to get a shout-out. And I was like, so, okay. So this is a shout-out. <laughs> where where is the ah. first ever shout-out? This is our first ever Thanks for listening to the show, Taylor. Uh, keep playing Malfo and uh, keep listening to Mistakes from Me podcast because it's fun. What are you saying? Sounds like you're whispering things. Oh, that might be the TV. Oh, okay. It's the like my my girlfriend is watching Daredevil. So. Oh, I want to watch that so bad. Any, any violence going on in the background? That's it. It's not. Like, right. I know I live in Detroit. No, tell her it's, it's fine. Bad. <laughs> you live in you live in Hell's Kitchen. Be honest. Yeah, Detroit is as close to Hell's Kitchen as we're gonna. Oh wait, no, Hell's Kitchen is a real place in real world, isn't it? Yeah, it's far away. It's in New York. Anyway, okay. Anyway, Taylor, thanks for listening. We're gonna move on. <laughs> Mark, debt repaid. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and start with our uh, because Alan and I both had big events this uh last weekend we're gonna start with hobby have you been painting or building anything no neither have i really i did my i did my big gremlin (laughs) push and then i uh i haven't really had any money to buy anything and i haven't had any like will to not like i haven't had anything that i needed to get i'm waiting for brewmaster to come out i'm waiting for iron size to come out and that's where i'm going to send spend most of my uh sort of capital that i'm going to be saving up for malifo Those are the things that I'm I'm mostly excited for, so I'm saving up for them. I'm excited about them. I I did uh, pick up some Ronin and, and assemble them. I don't know if I did that before Adepticon or not, and then just but I have assembled them at this point. Right on. 
Uh, and then I I just bought a used metal brutal effigy. Nice, yesterday. those are so good. <laughs> what are you What are you going to use them for? Can, Leviticus or or uh, Lucius? Because I'm pretty sure he's a guardsman. Um, I don't he's know about that. Uh, uh, well, I can use him with Leviticus if I ever decide to do that. You can use him in Levy, you can use him in Kaladi. I use him in Kaladi, I can use him, and I like to use him in McMorning Guild, but... Yeah. It's a and cool model. That's the main reason I bought it. Yeah, it's an awesome model. Used and cheap, and and I didn't... I mainly bought it to keep it away from Colin, who started playing Levy. <laughs> he was well, here's the thing, though. Like, uh, It's only really going to help him get more card draw, which is... Good, but not amazing. Like he doesn't need the extra health because in a he perfect world some, he's mostly killing himself at the end of the turn anyway, right? He had some crazy combo he was trying to explain to me, but I was pretty tired at the point. It was after the tournament, and I was like, uh, "Okay, where he could get Soul Stone somehow through it." What? I'm not sure how that would work, but but I'll have to look it up. Huh? Ah. Uh, 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 it involved tally sheet and yeah. Yeah, tally sheet lets you heal when you deal damage when you kill something. No, tally sheet lets you draw cards when you kill something. Um, yeah, and it and the brutal effigy lets you draw cards when you draw a card when you kill something, and uh, also heal when you deal damage. And since Levy's going to be killing things. He's got a tally sheet on him. He could probably be drawing two cards every time he punches in something in a turn, which would be good for card draw, just in general. That ain't yeah, bad, no. just by itself. Cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, do, do you have? Do we have any events that are coming up? Do you have any events that are coming up on your on your side of the country? Nope. Uh, there's the. I know they're doing a bunch of events in. The Massachusetts area. Live for your die cheating. Live for your die cheating and fistful of Malifaux. I, I don't know the <laughs> fistful of soul stones or something like that. And there's yeah, another one too. I'd Captain say. Con's coming up, which is supposed to be really big too. So Captain Con's supposed to be like Gen Con, but without any of the releases. It's sort of like uh, Gen Con before it got cool. Um, that's, that's sort of how I'm feeling about it right now. But it's, uh, it's supposed to be a really cool, big sort of story encounter, gaining ground style event. There might even be, if I remember correctly, uh, uh, they're working on getting it to be a qualifier uh, for the Nova Open. Nova Open, of course, is coming up. Uh, in my area, what I'm really excited about, which is just next weekend, they're doing the um, Breaching the Foe, formerly known as Walpurgis. Uh, where it's a two-day, five-game story encounter type uh, game setup with a bunch of people. I hear a bunch of people coming down from Canada, a bunch of people coming down from uh, from Washington, maybe up from California, from around the area. Like it's it's sort of our big our area's big quote-unquote tournament, even though it's more of a story encounter than a tournament kind of thing. I, I hope that at some point in time we get our own regional Califo kind of thing going as well. Uh, we need to get more interstate competition going on before that really sort of metastasizes, I think. But uh, Breaching the Foe is going to be great. It's got a custom fate deck that I'm excited about getting. It's got tokens. Uh, we'll talk about it a little more later because I want to discuss with you who you 
yeah, I think I should take to uh, reaching the phone. And I'll tell you what's rattling around in my head later. All right. Uh, and finally, uh, the the games. Do you want to talk about? Are we are we ready? I took I played a few games, and most of them were very small because we were doing some demo okay. nights and stuff. Yeah, I played three games, and they were all fifty Soulstone tournament games. Damn. I haven't gotten anything in since Adept again. So yeah, you've been really busy. I've been doing a lot of Malifaux, yeah. but not a lot of playing of Malifaux. Like I I did a lot of. Yeah organization and stuff and I did do a couple of demo nights like I said and so I did do like some organizing but not a lot of playing and mm -hmm. the games I did play were a lot of fun so I was excited about that should I just start off do you want, yeah you talk about your demo games first and then I'll cool. do the tournaments uh, last Friday uh, not two days ago but nine days ago I guess um, last Friday we were, I was at the game store and a gentleman who was a big player in 1.5 but hadn't ever uh, played a 2.0 game yet. He had sort of read the books, but he hadn't actually got a chance to get models on the table. Uh, brought out his Lilith. Uh, I was excited to put Ophelia back on the table for game two of five. Um, so I brought out a Lilith versus uh, Ophelia kind of crew. I ran Frank... Uh, Raphael, a slop hauler, and a youngin. I don't think I ran very many upgrades. I think my hope was I gave Frank Dirty Cheater and body and put Bodyguard on him, and I gave Ophelia Quality Mash Liquor. Uh, the youngin threw upgrades on to Ophelia so that she could have like her Jug Rocket and stuff, just so that she had her other stuff, but I didn't want to spend money on it, basically. Uh, and it works pretty well for the first couple turns. I was able to uh, shoot down. Um, let's see. I started off strong. I didn't want to oppress. I didn't want to oppress him because he just started playing the game again. And so, like when I did a bunch of damage to his big beater guy, I sort of redirected. Um, and then he sort of swarmed the squat markers and pushed his um, pushed Lilith and his mature up, and just swarmed my uh, guys and, and got them engaged. Uh, I did some pretty decent damage, and had he not um, hit Raph, he hit Raph and put him right down to one wound to, to sort of bypass his hard to kill. Uh, and had he not done that, it would have been a different story because Raph would have been able to activate, push, cheat a bunch to get his uh, health back up and just do a bunch of damage, hopefully killing uh, some people. I was able to get full points for uh, Spring the Trap for the first time in a while. He, he didn't see it coming, so he just sort of walked right in. I was, I was placing schemes like I was doing Protect Territory, which I was, announced Protect Territory. Uh, and um, he ended up killing all of my things, except for, I think, one Slop Hauler, because Slop Haulers, by the way, are immensely difficult to put down, apparently, which we'll also talk about when I get to the tournament results from my tournament this weekend. Um yeah, he, he he did beat me. I was it was it was a shooting crew versus a punching crew, and once he broke through my shooting line, it was it was pretty over. It was good stuff though. He had a good time, and that was what was really important for me. I think it was showing them that the game is still fun. Uh, the yeah. day after that, I woke up super early, and we drove out to Corvallis, Oregon, uh, and we set up at something called. Just a games con, which is set up in the uh, the Elks Club there, for a bunch of uh, families and kids who uh, go to 
uh, OSU, I think, is, is most of the people, college kids and, and families. Um, I played a game against Ed while we were trying to sort of encourage people to come in to come in and play with us and, and take a demo, get a demo. Uh, I played as Vicky's. He wanted to play as Ophelia. So basically, he was a Vicky player playing Ophelia, and I was an Ophelia player playing Vicky's. We basically set up each other's crews and, and went for it. It was a twenty. It was only a thirty stone game, but it was a good. It was it was still pretty fun. Um, he had Ophelia with quality match liquor. Frank, Raf, two youngin, and Ramy. Basically, what I played the night before, um, but with an extra youngin. And I played Vicky's. Uh, I think I had two Vicky's. Oh yeah, Vicky A and B, Sisters in Spirit, Taylor, a Ronin, a librarian, and a student. If I had made the list. In a 30-stone game, I probably wouldn't have taken Taylor. Probably would have taken Johan instead. Um, and probably a, 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 what's the word? Survivalist on my Master and Marco Sejul on my, on my Vicky of Blood. And it would have helped me a lot. <laughs> Raimi was able to push out and do Red Joker damage to Master Vicky on the first turn and just drop her. Um, so he grabbed assassinate pretty quick, uh, and then and then I sort of pushed down the field and sort of tried to tie up some stuff. But since he could shoot into melee because everything was height one, it didn't really matter. Uh, but but once I got into melee with everybody and I sort of trickled all my big beater guys in pretty slowly, so they couldn't just you know massacre me. Uh, my Ronin did a lot of work. My Taylor did quite a bit of work. Um, and uh, I pulled out a 3-6. I, I, I locked down all my schemes, uh, and I was one ahead in strategy points at the end of the game. I think we ended up winning – I ended up winning 9-8. But it was a good game. It was a hell of a game. Um, watching Ed play models that was that were, that were sort of high-risk, high-reward, he's very calculating. Uh, he, he likes to make sure he thinks everything out. And for a couple of times, he's like, I don't know, do I trigger dumb luck? You know what? To hell with it. I'm triggering dumb luck. Yeah, let's do this thing. So it's cool to see him sort of get out of his comfort zone and really go for sort of the the fireworks of, uh, of the gremlins and sort of fall into that trap. And it also yeah. almost worked. So it was really fun. Uh, and the one demo that I actually played, I uh, she wanted to play Von Schill. Actually, she wanted to play Lazarus. Uh, but we decided that uh, the best way for her to play a Lazarus crew uh, and have it be relatively newbie-friendly was to have it be with Von Schill. Uh, and I played Seamus uh, for the first time, which actually doesn't increase my my weekly score for Masters Play 2-5 at all. But, but it makes you a better person, really. Yeah, no, I really, really enjoyed playing Seamus. Uh, her <laughs> list was... Von Schill with the shirt comes off, a librarian, a free cornman, a trapper, and Lazarus. Uh, in the list that he had written for this, uh, it was supposed to be a Hannah, but he, she wanted to play the Mecca, so basically we threw Lazarus in for her. Um, mm -hmm. I played Seamus, copycat killer, uh, and three bells. Seamus had the hat and the Red Chapel killer. Uh, pretty, pretty standard box set kind of thing going forward. No Sybil, not enough points. Um, and I had a Bet Noir. That was the other thing that I had, which I guess I could have had a Sybil. Yeah, that's really light, yeah. Uh, uh, but Bet was good. 
Bet, bet's always good. She yeah. jumps around and killed all the things, and I think she was still alive at the end of the game. Um, but uh, Seamus sort of moved forward, took down half of um, Von Chill's life in the first attack. I didn't want to, like, stomp her guts out, so I, again, opened up. Uh, I gave her an opening and pulled back a little bit. She got a little bloodlusty because she uh, was trying really hard to kill uh, Seamus and the copycat killer. I loved the ability to uh, lure things out of engagement with Seamus, which not only unengaged him so he could shoot, but also allowed him to heal wounds because that's uh, ugly and awful. Yeah, it's um, pretty all right. Um, my favorite <laughs> thing, my favorite thing though, is, is I used bells on first turn to like I had the three bells and they sort of lured each other up with the bell chain. And then on the second turn, her free Corman was like, bang, and then sort of drifted off into the woods. But I could still see him. So I was like, lure, he comes closer. Lure, he comes closer. All right, second one. Lure, he comes closer. All my bells get to flurry, or uh, get to um, pounce. I'll, I'll lure again, pounce again. All right, third bell. She's going to activate. Lure, pounce, attack. Uh, it was good stuff. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I... I, I I think I eventually killed uh, Von Schill with uh, the copycat killer. Oh, and I think Bet. I think Bet flurried him down, and um, and then I sort of uh, worked with Seamus and the copycat killer for the last two turns, just sort of pelting Lazarus with damage, and she was using the librarian to heal him. And uh, and at one point in time, I was really close, but I needed Seamus to sort of go somewhere else, but he wasn't going to be able to because he was being tied up by something. And so I used a bell, and I walked a bell in front of the librarian, and uh, she was like, "Well, I guess I'll, I guess I'll um, furious casting the bell." And I was like, "Okay, cool." So she furious casted the bell. The bell died, and Seamus like lit up with glee because he was able to use his uh, Red Chapel Killer upgrade to discard the corpse counter, reappear in the backfield, yeah. and charge and just slap the shit out of Lazarus until Lazarus died. Um, just yeah, like those. backhand, forehand, backhand, forehand, backhand, forehand. Um, <laughs> it was awesome. So it, only in Malifaux can a that's man. A good move, yeah. Yeah, only in Malifaux can a man with that's a always the fun. giant gun post slap a robot into the ground. Yep. Uh, it ended nine well, She did really good, and she had a really good time. Um, yeah. She really got into it. She was like emotional about it, and sort of getting uh, sort of fired up. It was really fun to see. She looked like she was having a good time. <laughs> It's always fun. Seamus will do that to you. It's great when you can, when you get into the game. Is always the best. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what keep playing. It's the best part. So those are my three games. Uh, had, that puts yeah. me uh, up one more with um, Ophelia. That's two out of five, and one more with the Vicky's. That's three out of five. I've got two more with her. I've got three more with Ophelia. I think that puts me up to I think eighty-one percent, maybe. I've got the drive open. Uh, oh. Mistakes were made. Fat master. Well, oh no, it's a uh, seventy. Hold on, sorry. Oh, gremlins aren't even on that. Oh, Which means I'm actually at yeah, four to five for Vicky. Hold on, four to five for Vicky. This is old. This is very old. Oh man, you didn't update your stuff. Or it's on my maybe it's on my Dropbox instead of my Google. Hold on. Go ahead. You go ahead and move on with your thing, and I'll look up my thing, and I'll and we'll, right. we'll slide through. Well, I 
played in the Michigan Open at Flatlands Games yesterday in the freeway exit of Wixom, Michigan. <laughs> and uh, that was a fun tournament hosted by Joe. It ended up only being three rounds. It's actually kind of disappointing. The turnout was pretty low compared to what we were expecting. It was cool, though, because we had two guys drive up from Dayton, Ohio, and two mm -hmm. guys drive in from Fort Worth, Indiana. That sounds like a place. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like an actual place, yeah. Yeah, they were. So that was really cool to get four like, people carpooling from a ways away out there. It was really neat. It was unfortunate there was only like eight people from Michigan, though. So yeah, that sounds that, yeah. that's what Joe was saying uh, in a chat. It was like it's it was sort of sad to see Michiganders sort of fall out. Yeah, I mean, we have a tournament that big. Yeah, and you I know, mean, life happens. Happen. I yeah, I was a I was borderline not playing because I was. Ill. I was I had a cold, so I was like, I don't really want to go. And I was like, I woke up and I'm like, I feel all right. I'll drive out there, and you know, if I'm not feeling it, I can always, you know, drop or be the ringer. Or, you know, if it's an odd number. So right. yeah, when I got there, I was like, Joe, if you have an odd number, I'll drop because I'm not feeling it. But when there's so small tournament, we cut it down to three rounds. Also, it didn't make sense to play a four round tournament. Yeah, really. At that point, especially with the guys driving so far, I think. I mean, they might have wanted to play, but they also had like they were they weren't staying that night. Like they were driving back, so yeah, because they didn't want to have that disappointed. So. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, I ended up. Uh, they tried to pair everybody against people that they didn't play, but I drew one of the short straws and ended up playing against someone who I from our area, and that was. Uh, John, I think I've talked about John on this podcast before. This is That's not weird. Guild John. This is Arcanist slash Gremlins John. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, John's one of the better players in tournaments around where we're at. He won the last tournament we did uh, this year, so he's one of the more... Uh, adept players mm. that was the, when he was playing arcanist he swapped out for gremlins for the rest of the year he was saying so he's trying to get a hold on them uh the game we played was interference i wrote it down uh actually i copied and pasted it from the thread <laughs> it was interference on flank deployment with the schemes being line in the sand assassinate bodyguard cursed object and spring the trap uh, I went with Cursed Object and Bodyguard in this one. I was playing Ten Thunders mm. uh, with Mizaki. I was I was thinking I might bring in Lynch, but I ended up not. Just I just stuck with the same crew. I wasn't really, I wasn't a hundred percent still with the cold and the medicine and such. So right. I just, I'm gonna keep it simple. <laughs> So I played Mizaki round one. Uh, this is my pretty standard build for me, just uh, Graves, Tannen. I had two Illuminated. Uh, this one... Ooh, what else did I bring in that game? Oh, a Torakage. Nice. 
Mm, I'm, I'm saying too eliminated. No, you didn't wasn't. play Lynch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I <laughs> I was joking when I started pulling out models. I'm like, which which ten Thunder Master do you think I'm playing? <laughs> but he's like, you're probably. You're, he's like, he's like, you. I'm not gonna guess. <laughs> ten Thunders <laughs> is so over the place. It's true, yeah. It's Here's like Zamu and Graves. Graves, and, ten, no. uh, Graves ten Thunders Archer, Doobity Doobity, Mayfang. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still a good list. I Shut up. You, yep, yep. I played uh, the two Illuminated Graves, Tannen. Oh, I think I had Yamaziko in this game, who is really good, if you didn't know. And I have heard that. I've heard that a lot, actually. Which oh, is probably because when she first it. came out, everyone's like, why? Why would you ever? Ugh. And it's like, sassy lady. Three I bought, seven I bought, yeah. yeah. Nimble. Nimble. Seven soul stones. Good against killing masters. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, so yeah, I brought her and an Oiren was my other model. Which the Oiren ended up being really good. Mainly because I got some lucky, which they... I've realized after I picked it, I'm like, they're not the best with Mizaki because they don't have the crow baked in. And I hardly ever want to use a crow to lure something with Mizaki. I want to keep those for assassination triggers. Right. But in interference, it was nice to have the lure. I managed to mess up some stuff. Even if you did end up giving like, like, like if you, if you yeah. have like a five of crows or whatever, you could check it and then pull someone out of engagement mm -hmm. that way. Yeah, but those low crows even come in handy with Mizaki because, you know, if you're just barely beating them, you don't have the trigger, and or if they can't cheat, you know, you can because you've just made them discard their whole hand. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you can use that five on a last flip, but yeah, she uh, it was a pretty good game for me. He brought a pretty elite Wong crew with Lazarus, Maris, Lenny, a slop hauler, and Gracie. Lazarus, that's weird. No, I guess that makes sense with yeah. the blast. He's just doing lots and lots of blasts. Lazarus had glowy on him oh, oh. too, so that was scary. Oh, but he was so also the bodyguard target, so he was kind of tentative with him, mm. which I didn't, I didn't realize he was the bodyguard target. I, I was going, I was thinking Gracie just because she's so good at healing, and I, I tried to kill Gracie all game but could not, so <laughs> it was pretty ridiculous. Uh, I had bodyguard on Tannen. In flank with his small that small of a crew size, it was like this is going to be very easy. Yeah, you know, and an inter interference where it's one where you're like, well, you know, I'm all right with Tannen just sitting in that other corner opposite my deployment zone. No, that you know who's good about not getting. Uh, oh, what is it I'm looking for? Oh, no, I lost mm -hmm. it. Never mind. Don't worry about it. I was trying to think of something else that, right. that Tannen would be good in that for, but it's like, I can't, I don't remember what your scheme pool was. Oh, uh, cursed objects, bring the trap, assassinate lines in. So the other ones he's not great at. I mean, but he got me bodyguard points and he secured a corner for interference for a couple turns. So more than adequate. Yeah. My illuminated were real good, as always. One of them went crazy and got like kept flipping moderates on <laughs> negatives so that was all that's always good i managed to take out uh maris really quick which was great because she's, she's a scheme machine not fun 
Yeah. He had, he had Bodyguard on Lazarus, which I did a bunch of damage to Lazarus, but then he healed him back up, so it didn't end up... He ended up getting... I don't think he got full points because he didn't announce it because he I still had enough models there. I could have, like, diving charged with Mizaki and probably killed him if he sure. had announced it. So he said, well, he'd, he'd rather guarantee two points than go for three. I've done that before. Uh, yeah. And he was... Yeah, he was really far behind on interference at that point, though, anyway, so it ended up not really mattering. It was a 7-4 win. I got full points for Bodyguard and two points for Cursed Object and however many, three plus, two more for interference. Nice. <laughs> and we played all five turns, which was good. Nice, so. and you got full points, or you got to, you got to actually, you didn't get burned by choosing Bodyguard, which is nice. Because no, the tournament sometimes that's, that was good. Yeah, that's that's the worst. Uh, yeah. Oh, the the highlight by far of the game though was Mizaki diving charging on Gracie, or not Gracie. I think I dove past Gracie. I just gave up on that and said, "I'm going after Lenny." Knocked <laughs> Lenny down a bunch, and then Gracie activated and went after Mizaki with the tusks. Tusks, and I managed to misdirect the tusk into the slap holler to kill it for six damage. He flipped a <laughs> severe on a negative and he didn't have any cards left because I had you know gone for the assassinate triggers on Lenny and he had to discard. So that was fun. It's rude. It's just <laughs> so, rude. So great. This giant pig's attacking just like here you go. Have a tusk slap holler. <laughs> Very fun. Uh, very good game, as always. So I think that makes it like me and John are now like one, one, and one against each other <laughs> in tournament play, at least. Um, yeah. And then round two, I played against John's brother, Sean, who was playing uh, Guild in this tournament. He's playing Lucas McCabe. He had Sadir and two Wastrels and Luna and. Uh, I'm with him almost all the way. I just I I personally don't know why why Wastrels. Yeah, instead of the Hounds. Yeah. Or. Or other stuff. There's lots of things like. Oh, and he brought a Pathfinder and. Two hunters. That was his other stuff. Oh, that or those a are hunter all great. and a pathfinder. Yeah. yeah, those were those were good choices. And a trap. Yeah, so he was he was playing very uh, cautiously against Mizaki. I mean, he had sure. a lot of guns, so it made sense. This was standard deployment, and the scheme was collect the bounty. So I swapped out my list a little bit for a more minion list. I went with and some more ranged. I played. Two ten thunder archers. I kept Graves in, but dropped Tannen. Uh, kept the two illuminated. Added a Torakage instead of Yamaziko. And oh, I dropped the Oiren also to get the other archer in. And then mm. put Blot the Sky on Graves. Blot the Sky is so good. Oh, my upgrade package for Mizaki. Yeah, they're fun. Uh, my upgrade package for Mizaki all the whole day was misdirection. Uh, the first game I forgot Wings of Wind, but then I added it after that. 
which is the zero action push, and she gets to push for free at the end of the turn, yeah. which is really good. Yeah. Especially in this one. Yeah. Yeah. This one was it was it was fantastic in this because he had plant explosives in the pool. Um unfortunately also deliver a message, which with Luna is like ridiculously easy, I found yeah. out. No, very yes. It's oh I'll just nimble yeah, move, you can, then move, then reactivate myself, then nimble, then deliver the message. Yeah, yeah that was that was cool. I wish I had had Tannen because I could have thrown up a chatty aura, but yeah, I didn't think about that. At that the is time, a good way to stop it. Really good. That is probably the only way to stop it. <laughs> yeah, I was I was more thinking about the collect the bounty and just like I want minions that are not super easy to kill or are good at killing. The main thing of this game was that Graves he he kind of ignored Graves a little too much. He should have pushed in and he let. Like you can't let the blot the sky model just chill and exist next to archers. Yeah, you're you're asking for a bad time. You're basically giving <laughs> away four, four free AP a turn, and you know on a decent attack, ignores line of sight but not cover. So, you know you can shoot through a forest that's like in between you, and they don't get cover if they're more than an inch away. But they're crazy. They're still, and if they are an issue, you're still getting the focus for free or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking like crazy focus bonuses or whatever. Or am I just thinking of when they get to play with? Um, uh, they get their well, they have their double focus thing. The first time they focus, they get another focus. Sure. So I guess if you wanted to set it up, you could like shoot once and then focus and double focus for the blot this guy, which actually seems really good now that you mentioned it. I should try that sometime. But then you're also you—you'd want to be out activating because then you're kind of if they do end up like I'm gonna kill your ten thunder archer. Oh yeah, I got you. Yeah, I do something like that with the yeah. crew where I have Raimi go reckless, focus, shoot, focus again, and then have Ophelia um, order him to attack. And then he gets to make a focus shot at a negative twist, which means he did a straight flip, but he's still at 36 yeah. inches range. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, so the scheme pool for this, we 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 only took, we each both, we took the same schemes. We both took deliver a message. I didn't reveal mine uh, because McCabe is really fast. Yeah. And uh, he revealed it because Luna is ridiculously really good. fast <laughs> <laughs> and then uh we both took plant explosives as well which my pushes really helped out with that i managed to deny him a point for that uh so he got three points for deliver message and two for plant explosives and it took him a lot of work to do it because i kept pushing stuff away at one point like i used the torakage to run in and Discard one real quick, and that was great. Hmm. It ended up being a yeah. The other thing is traps aren't very good against plant explosives because <laughs> they just sit there and it's like, oh, I'll just put this marker next to this trap. That was fun. Hmm. Uh, Mizaki went crazy with misdirection again this time on Luna. He was real worried about that, so he kept like avoiding shooting at Mizaki. <laughs> okay, 
don't shoot him. <laughs> and eventually I, I was really getting the upper hand on the killing part. Like I got two or three points for claim. No, I got two points for collect the bounty. Right. And I would have got, and I think I would have got another one if we only got to turn four, which is unfortunate. Because I think I would have been able to pull out a win instead of a draw, just because mm. I was getting a huge advantage on pushing forward and killing stuff. Like yeah. at that point, Sadir was dead, and like, Zaki was still at like half wounds. He had like the hunter left, but it only had two wounds left, and uh, so yeah, it was I was definitely on the advantage at that point and i also had my uh illuminated was right you know i had models right next to him i could have delivered a message if we had gone into that next turn right pretty easily like he wouldn't have been able to kill an illuminated and a uh graves <laughs> probably well maybe it would have been, been close graves is hard to kill yeah, yeah it's it, hard to kill yeah, they both. Yeah, they, it would have taken some work. Yeah. yeah, and then if I had one initiative, it would have been, you know, real, real easy. So. Mm -hmm. So you're right, one so and you're game two. one and zero and one. Yep, I kept my streak alive of drawing in every tournament Joe hosts. Well, not really. But <laughs> I've done it. In, I've done it in three, three of them, I think. Oh. Just and to have played it in like tournament points. <laughs> Yeah, usually my my go-to, though, usually is to, like, win two games and draw, and then I almost always end up in second place because everyone else has, you know, two wins and one loss. Or <laughs> And so you don't have to but, worry about tallying your differential against anyone because yeah, you have exactly, that one yeah. extra tournament point. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's perfect. Or I could just – I think next time I'll just try winning all the games. So it'll be better. Sounds like a good idea, yeah. Go, going 3-0, and oh, and oh, it sounds sort of better. than I not. should try it. Uh, <laughs> just once, just one time. So, uh, hopefully. And then round three, I got to play against Nate from Fort Worth. He was playing Levy, and the uh, strategy for this was guard the stash with close deployment, which was ridiculous, as always. Line in the sand breakthrough, which is really ridiculous with with close deployment plant evidence, and outflank. So I wasn't expecting any of my stuff to live through the game, so I wasn't going to take outflank versus levy. And then he brought... His list really defined... Like, was really solid in the scheme pool. So he brought levy with a warden, a peacekeeper, two hunters, two steam and arachnids, and two waifs. Hmm. I think that was it. Steam arachnids. So it's like they can the the big ones, the large. Oh, ones. okay, the large steam steam arachnids. Okay, yeah, yeah. Great. those are great. Those guys are great. They have uh, scheme marker Especially, removal, fifty millimeter bases, which and it buffs their notice, attacks. Yeah, if you notice, four out of the or three out of them were all scheme marker based, Ugh. and the other ones assassinate. <laughs> Which also isn't fun against Leviticus. So yeah. I was like, I could take out flank, which I don't believe I'm going to be able to do. And it's also going to make it harder to do the other ones and guard the stash, like, <laughs> which is bad in guard the stash. Or I could take 
scheme marker ones and hope he can't discard all my scheme markers. Which he can't. This is a real fun game. <laughs> yeah. He has lots of them. Actually, the Peacekeeper, funnily enough, I like my my Illuminated and Yamaziko. Okay, so I went back to Yamaziko for this one uh, with her nimble and her crazy spear. Yeah, because if you and... engage more people, then it makes it harder for him to be able to clear or play scheme markers, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I also kept uh, in... Uh, what's his name? I kept in the graves and the the uh, blot the sky with the archers, okay. which was I I think I regretted because of the close deployment. I wasn't really thinking about it. I was just like I'm just gonna play the same crew, and I was like, oh, I didn't really like the Torkagi, so I swapped him out for Yamaziko, but kept everything else the same. Mm. And then I was uh, regretting keeping the archers in the close deployment. I would have been better off probably with. I don't know what, but something else. <laughs> uh, something a little more tanky and melee oriented. Illuminated? <laughs> well, I already had two of them. I would have another I one. Have a third All one. of the illuminated. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, if I had a third one, I would have brought it, probably. <laughs> uh, Ototo, maybe? Yeah. He's, he's tanky and melee, right? Mm -hmm. Is he? Is he? Is he? <laughs> I've never really been impressed with a Toto. <laughs> No. He's hard, right? no. <laughs> uh, nah. Actually, he yeah, probably would have yeah. been pretty good in this game. No, no, the, the way it, the way it panned out, he probably wouldn't have been a bad choice. But actually, I should have brought like something off left field. Like Izamu would have been probably pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's tanky in melee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He would have been really good in guard the stash. I didn't think about it with a three inch range at the time. Like I said, like I said, it was round three, and I was feeling it. I. You know, I was still, you know, I was still, you can probably hear it in my voice, actually. I'm still a little raw, but yeah. I was like, no, I'm going to play. I was recovering, so I was on the upswing, but I was still like. Oh. I remember your I remember your Twitter feed, which said, thank you, NyQuil and uh, Mucinex or whatever. Oh, no, yeah, I was thanking Joe for, or I was, Joe was, Joe was thanking people for coming out, and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that is what it was. Anyway. So, what was I talking about? Oh, right. This game versus Leviticus was pretty crazy. So, my I had Graves and the Archers on one side, and the Illuminate, one Illuminated Mizaki sort of in the middle, going either direction, possibly, and uh, Yamaziko and the other Illuminated on the far side. And so the peacekeeper deployed opposite Yamaziko and the illuminated with a hunter and a wave. Yes. And then the two arachnids, a hunter and levy, or hunter and levy were sort of central. And then two arachnids and the other wave were on the other far flank. God, you know what I love about this list, Oppo actually? Opposing graves and the archers. Yeah, what? The. The hunters and the large arachnids are both really, really good, solid, you know, offensive and defensive, have multiple uses sort of models. At the same time, they're also extremely like able to be to, to keep standing. And they're six stones or more, so they're both wave wank, wave anchors. No, yeah, it was a really good I liked his list a lot. It was very They're solid. both wankers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yep, that's very true. Oh. 
uh, yeah. <clears throat> so I ended up, uh, well, it, it was really strange because the peacekeeper went down super easy. Yamaziko came in and hit him like for severe with a blast and almost killed a waif. And then the illuminated managed to live and then killed him off like the very beginning of turn two. Mm. So that was really good. That helped out a ton. Uh, and then my other illuminated sort of went up the middle and fought the warden and levy. Like I, I had a chance to do damage to levy before he activated, which is always good. Yeah. I find. Yeah. If you can, if you, you kill can him, limit him, you can, you can either kill him. So you can around, or you could limit what he can do because he can't channel without killing himself. Yeah. Well, if I'd been able to kill him, I, I would have had a really good chance of, if not killing, you know, at least limiting where he could pop up, maybe getting him down to one wave. Yeah. Unfortunately, I left him with like two wounds left, so he couldn't channel. Made it, you know, difficult for him to do anything really strong because Mizaki also destroyed his hand. Yeah, like went after stuff and got him with discard cards. So, so he was, he was, you know, like I'll activate and try and hit and illuminate it, and I think he got like one hit off for week, and that was fine. You know, the more I hear you talk about Mizaki. Yeah, the more you want to play Mizaki. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, the, I never thought of her as, as card destruction, you know? Yeah. No, that's that's her thing, her. man. It's crazy. I was, it was, there was a couple times where I was I was really tempted to use Yamaziko's ability. She has this two-action. It's like Master Tactician, whereas if you're, you target the opponent's master, and if they have unrevealed schemes. They have to discard two cards for each unrevealed scheme. Ugh. It never came up to a point where it was really relevant or she she was doing better things like hitting the peacekeeper and blasting onto waifs, which was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but at the end of turn three, I think it was, it, I was down to like two heavily wounded illuminated on my right flank and Graves on my left flank and Mizaki in the middle <laughs> fighting a warden. <laughs> yeah, so that was pretty rough. It went pretty badly, uh, but I did kill the peacekeeper. I did a ton of wounds to the arachnids and Graves just went really strong on this point. I think I had a 10 Thunder alive, but almost dead. So that was fun. Graves managed to hang on though. He killed one of the large arachnids or the the arachnid swarms and uh, managed to tie the other one up and prevent some points for uh, plant or for breakthrough or right plant up. evidence. I think he had, I think he had breakthrough and plant evidence. No, he had to assassinate. That's right. He had assassinate versus Mizaki, which she didn't die all day. Gotta shout out She's to, supposed to Alex though, right? from Monroe for that. Yeah, no, she doesn't. That's 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 not true. <laughs> Isn't she supposed no, to? She can die. She's she's not she's not she's not supposed to be super hard to kill. But with misdirection, if you plan it right, and you can get masks, it's mm. it's she's not easy to kill. You know, right? She's, that's she's 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 not the toughest. She does have a number of wounds, so and bulletproof, which came in handy. But yeah, she did not die. And I did manage to kill off all the waves in Levy. Nice. At one point, which was cool. 
my archers were using their blot the sky oh, to shoot so much waves. Sense. Yeah, that's ugly. Yeah, that's actually probably a really then, good uh, levy counter is is being able to attack without needing line of sight. Bury yeah, them now, yeah. you dirty whore. Yeah. No, so. I managed to kill him on turn four. I probably, I was trying to debate, I was debating whether or not I should go after Levy or go and place markers with Pizaki. Yeah. I was thinking, my, my, my plan was to get Graves to show you the door on the Hunter and push him into his own deployment zone and push him to base. And then hopefully get, and then get the trigger to get to hit him once and kill him because he only had two wounds left. And then place a point, marker with your second attack. Been, been the wreck. Something, something was on really low wounds, and I was like, I can just show the door, push him, and then kill him. And I black jokered it. So like, <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm not getting any. I guess I'm not getting any breakthrough points on that. Either that, or he flipped like really high. It was one of those. It was like I, I had like a high ram. I was ready to go, and he, he cheated, or I couldn't get through. And I was like, oh dang. <laughs> that was my plan, but it didn't work out. Yeah, I ended up with just Mizaki and Graves left on the table. But seven four loss. Ended the uh, day one one and one with a differential of zero. Uh, <laughs> that's impressive. I think yeah. that mathematically that is difficult to do. No, it's not. What are you talking about? You have to you have to lose and win by the same amount. On your first it's and not third. That hard. Well you've got, you know, I guess. Zero to ten, zero to nine. Like there's the, the number of combinations of points that you can get that would that would result in the same number of differential. All right, you're right. It's not that bad. <laughs> I mean, the draw is the biggest. Like, yeah, that's easy. Likely, that's well, yeah, okay. Least likely to happen. Although I seem to be least important very to skilled the at that equation. Different. Yeah. Overall, so there weren't. So the thing that the thing that made me sad to hear was it sounded like you didn't have enough people to actually become a, a no qualifier. Or did that actually get to go through? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know I that. I, I, I heard that there were, we were there was still going to be a Nova qualification. Whether or not that was just Lee being generous and saying, "Well, just pay for it," or oh yeah, uh, Lee, the Flatlands owner, or. Right. I don't. I'm not sure. Or if he just contacted them and they're like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." Or I think that some people that were pre-registered had already paid and didn't show up because of work stuff that came up too. So that right. might have pushed it closer. Uh, I don't know. I didn't get into it. I didn't win. I was so far down that it wasn't like someone's going to pass it off and I was going to get it. So yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was. I ended up in eighth place, which okay. was unfortunate. This is out of twelve. It was. It was. It's my lowest finish in a tournament ever, actually. Mm. Well, just you, you should get on that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't. It could have been a lot of different day if we if I had gotten to finish that second round game, though. That's true. I, it also would have been better so if you had died down and like cooked wins. up on on sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I wasn't a drug addict, right. <laughs> No, I'm just uh no, it was fun though. I had a good time. Got to meet some new people, which was cool. Uh didn't play Alex in a tournament, which was weird. <laughs> First time ever. <laughs> yeah, no, I I think there's one other one. Well, the, out of the ones he's come to actually. I think this is the first time we haven't played in one where we've both been there. 
Is he, is he still running 10 Thunders also? Yeah, he was running 10 Thunders. We were playing both playing Mizaki round one, and our lists were very, very similar. So he had Sensei Yu. <laughs> He's doing something, right? right? Yeah, Sensei Yu. I, I think there's that. a Bushido model that is that is like the old guy yeah, with, yeah. The, with the rice hat, which makes me want to buy Bushido models more than anything. Um, that looks way cooler than than the weird Sensei Yu. Uh, that's, well, I just, that's, of I course, a personal preference, but go ahead. I probably won't buy the Shenlong box anyway, so it makes sense to just get a proxy of it. Yeah. You know, if I do buy the Shenlong box, it's going to be far enough down the road. That was the sad thing that somebody was selling used models at Flatlands. They just got a bunch of new used models in, and they had a full Lilith crew assembled and ba on bases and stuff. And they sold the Barbaros individually, and I was like, oh, I kind of want it. Like, I don't want to buy... Yeah, I was like, I don't want to buy the Lilith crew without Barbaros. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's like, but oh, you also could have bought Barbaros without Lilith. Yeah, which would have also been fun. Somebody else took advantage of that. I didn't get to. <laughs> oh, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was Someone, gone they sold by the time the you got there. Yeah, exactly. I was well, like, that's oh, you guys should have kept together. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was a little disappointed when I because I saw the Lilith. I'm like, that's awesome. I'm actually considering just buying it anyway. I mean, Barbaros is good, but you know. Yeah, I mean, maybe we'll sometime see. someone will re return one, and you'll be able to get Barbaros by itself. Or I'll just make make proxy. Yeah. Conversion. Make my own Barbaros. I'm not that's super in love with the Barbaros model. What? I thought the Barbaros model was dope. It's all right. It's okay. I'm just saying that so I can justify buying the crew without Barbaros, really. That's all it is. I see what you're saying. <laughs> I see uh, how it is. So, as far as my math is pretty simple, actually, because I had nine games with Mizaki and now I have none left. I've gone to 12 games. Right so, on. I only really got one more game for the, for the challenge. Thing, but I also crossed. Crossed off my first master. That is awesome. Congratulations! How, do you, wait, I remember we were talking about it, but while you were getting ready to go into Michigan Open, it was like if I had said, you know, your first character done is going to be uh, Misaki, you'd be yeah. like bullshit. But <laughs> <laughs> I had played zero. I had played zero games with, or I played no, I had played one game with her. I think when we started, I think I didn't count it though because it was like a demo game. It was like a small game. And I, was like, I think it was a game where it was you. Oh no, it was a it was a three way game because you played Basaki versus my Vicky's and and uh, Miles is something. Yeah, and I was very disappointed because she doesn't scale up well to a three way game. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, because she's vulnerable. You know. Yeah, although misdirection would be fun <laughs> in a three way game. That's not going to hit your stuff or my stuff. That's going to hit Rudy's stuff. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you couldn't defend from it at all. Actually, that's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> you know? <laughs> It'd be uh, I don't think it would work for a team game because I'm pretty sure it's like it has to be an enemy model. Oh, yeah. So it can't be. Yeah, so I can't like redirect. I might be. I don't remember. I'd have to read it. Anyway, that was the 
Michigan Open. The guy who won, I didn't catch his name, but he was actually, I'm pretty sure, a newer player. And he was a guy from Michigan, which was good. And then Sean, yeah, he's Sean. And Sean, who I played in round two, ended up in second place because he managed to win his last round. All right. And then um, I don't know who was third. They didn't announce third. It was just first, second, and then the spoon. I'm pretty sure it was Colin, though. I could be wrong. I don't know. Eventually, they'll be up on Malifaux rankings, I'm sure. Yeah. I'll get my ranking back in order. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm still in the top 100. Oh, geez. In America (laughs) or in the Northwest? America. Oh, Oh, in the Midwest, I'm I'm much higher than that. I still haven't. I still haven't been able to get uh, an event out here that has been high enough to be ranked, which makes me really sad. Yeah, yeah, that's we we got close this time. We got close this time. That's not true. Uh, before before the event, yeah, you need eight. So before the event went live, we had eight people uh, confirmed coming. Three people. Co- oh, should I just? I'm just going to go into it. This last weekend, I ran a tournament because that's the next topic, right? Yeah, it is now. <laughs> uh, last weekend I ran a tournament. Uh, I guess yesterday, technically. At the time of this recording, it was yesterday. Um, it was just supposed to be a, a, a typical gaining ground style tournament. We we usually have beer lefo on the set on the fourth Saturday of the month, which would be today, uh, but or yesterday rather. But um, since breaching the foe is next weekend, Josh was like, "Well, I don't I don't think I'm actually going to do." Beerlifo this month, and I was like, "Well, I mean, we've already got the slot saved. I might as well take this chance to jump in and and, and steal that event." So I, I decided I was going to do it. I, I put out some feelers to the people who were nearby, and everyone seemed very positive and keen and excited. And so I started the event, and I booked the the location, and I printed up tournament packs, and I teased everything on um, social media. I did everything, and I, I had eight people who said they were definitely coming, three people who said they might come, and one person who didn't, who wasn't on Facebook. So I was like, okay, eight to 12 people. That's kind of awesome, really exciting. Um, and then four people showed, <laughs> exactly four. Uh, my friend Ken, who is uh, moving to Michigan in, at the end of the summer, Dan from Before We Begin, uh, one of our locals, Justin, who's still relatively new, but uh, he's been with the game for a long time, but he's been with second edition for a couple months now, a few months now. Damn, time flies. Uh, And the last one is this guy named Chris, who uh, it works on our Friday night game, so he can't come to those ones, but he comes to almost all of the weekend events. Like, he's able to come on Saturday things. I almost want to see if there's interest in doing one on Saturdays instead of Fridays, but... That's neither here nor there. Um, and Josh has Josh Cowell was supposed to come, but he's closing on a house, so he's dealing with um, realtor and and, uh, and house inspection and stuff. And Ed was working on um, items for breaching the fill for next weekend, so he was he was tied up in a, a laser cutting lab. Uh, so it was just the four of us, and I uh, I decided we were going to go from uh, what was going to be a GG Swiss pairing kind of um, tournament to we might as well just do a round robin so we don't have two games that are exactly the same, basically. And everyone gets to play everyone once. Yeah. Um, I got there early. 
Uh, I got there at 10.45 with a 1 o'clock start time, 12 o'clock uh, wow. start time, right? That's so I got really there like an hour and 15 early. I wanted, to be able to, I wanted to be able to set up tables. I wanted to make sure I was there. I think Dan was thinking about coming by to play games. And so I was like, if I get there, I can set up the tables. You know, I can whatever. Um, I got there, and they're like, well, you, uh, we're, a little, we're a little booked up, so we, we, we can't let you set up tables until one. And I was like, until one, damn it. So I just sit there for like two, <laughs> two hours, two hours, 15 minutes, not getting to do anything for the, for the thing. Um, That's... And it was like, there were a couple other things. I'm not going to get into it a lot because I do still love the venue. Yeah. We definitely will still do, be doing events there. But we got shuffled around a little bit. We got shuffled around a little bit more. And um, eventually we did find a place where we can finish up all three rounds of our tournament. But it was, it was, a, little bit, it was a little bit of rigmarole, and it was a little disappointing in the, in the moment. Um, it all ended up working out at the end. Uh, I think it was actually kind of sad for them because if they had put us in the main room, like one of the things we like doing is, you know, I'll hold on to the turn. I'm just going to grab a beer real quick and then you go and grab a beer, come back, whatever. Uh, but in a tournament yeah. when you can't, you know, run 10 feet to buy a beer when it's not your turn, um, you have to run, you yeah. know, down the hallway, down the stairs, across the room, buy the beer, come back up. And was, they probably lost a little bit of um, business that day because they put us so far out of the way. Uh but overall, it was good. Uh, we had a, a two Rezzer players, Dan and Chris. Uh, we had an Outcast player, Justin. We had a Gremlin player, Ken. Gremlins played three different masters. They had, we had the same strategies as you because we're using the same uh, tournament um, packet, basically. Stole Joe's tournament. No, it's packet. it's GG. It was GG's um, GG strategies, and then you flip your own schemes. So we had different schemes, but it was the oh, same okay. strategy. Okay, okay, different schemes. All right. Yeah. Uh, so, so you copied up Joe. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yes, I copied Joe <laughs> via the great big game. Um, so I think Ken played, uh, Ken and, and Chris played three different masters, uh, one a new master every round, basically. Uh, and Dan and Justin played one master through the whole tournament. Dan, being Dan, played Nicodem all three rounds. Uh, Justin, being a reformed Vicky's player, played Vicky's all three rounds with the strategy: every every scheme is assassinate, because if I can kill you fast enough, I can do any scheme. Yeah, uh, I mean the old Mark Williams technique. Yeah. Message. Yeah, that's really. True. I uh, mean, you could make a pool, real rare. <laughs> Ken played. Uh, Somer, then um, Ophelia, then Wong. Uh, and he did pretty well in his second game. He did okay. He did pretty. It was his first game was pretty rough. Dan Dan was just basically dropping some horrible uh, stuff on people. Uh, his his second game versus Vicky's apparently was the toughest one for him. He was he was really being pushed to his limits by the by the sheer killing powers of the Vicky's, uh, but eventually snuck out a, a, a victory of one point. I think. Oh no. I think he actually won pretty well by the end of the game, but like he was, it was, it was close a number of times. And had he been able to, had he not been able to do this, that, or the other thing, it might have been a very different game. But he was, he squeaked it out. So it was good. It was good for him. And then also he was sort of <laughs> getting upset about it. It was, it was sort of fun to watch. I didn't get to play because there were an even number of people, so I wasn't, I wasn't ringering. Uh, but it was a good time to watch. I, I got to. Give out trinkets. I actually made uh, first, second, third, and last place trinkets. 
And since we had four players, that means everybody got to walk home with something. <laughs> everybody got a prize. All right. Uh, first place. First place got the the golden bolt. Uh, second place got the silver right. bolt. Third place got the bronze bolt, and fourth place got the nuts. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, That's yeah. Clever. And hopefully they'll. I, I don't like know it. if it's. I don't think it's going to become a wandering trophy, but it might become a, a staple of my tournaments as I might just start doing golden bolts and stuff. You give people nuts. Yeah, give people nuts. You got nuts. Um, and then of course we also had uh, the ten dollar fee was going towards uh, price support, which went towards um, a uh, store credit. And so we we my intent was to divide that out over. First, second, third, and best painted to try and make it so that painting wasn't required, but it was uh, encouraged and and rewarded. Um, so Chris, who ended up getting fourth place in the tournament, did actually get voted best paint because of this really awesome freehand that he had done on his um, uh, his dead rider and another model, his Izamu and his uh, Killer Karai. Um, yeah. Datsuba, no, the one that is the Akirio. Um, right. So he, uh, so everybody basically walked out with a trinket and a little bit of their money back, basically. <laughs> in in store, was, it was a good mm -hmm. event. I definitely do want to do it again. I definitely want to get more people. Like, if you host it, they will come. Like, if we start hosting more regular tournaments, hopefully more people will get excited about the scene, and then we'll have a, a, yeah. real, well, I think a real tournament scene. It sounds like, I mean, part of it, I think, is probably that you have a big tournament this weekend coming up, too. So yeah. it's like you're going to lose some, you know, people who can't do two weekends in a row and yeah. such. Or work it's actually three weekends in a row for me now because I'm definitely going to the next thing. But yeah. I also had the game, just a Gamers Con last weekend and my yeah, tournament but, this weekend. <laughs> but I'm an addict, so I want to do it all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I do too. I'm very much looking forward to the summer months when both of my jobs at universities are not gone, but are at least less busy. Yeah. <laughs> a little more chill. It's a lot easier. So I'm going to be playing a lot of Malifaux, hopefully. I might try and host. I was talking about trying to host a tournament. I'm thinking, trying to find a day. I'm going to talk to Joe about it sometime awesome. in the... Uh, at the new pandemonium to midsummer. Uh, I think so. I think that that would be good, just because it's. I mean, Flatlands is nice, and we go do a lot of stuff there, and Joe does a lot of stuff there. But pandemonium is also nice, and, and we want to spread your support out. It, was, it might be fun. Yeah, it might be fun to try over there. I know that John and Sean, who I played in the tournament, are both pandemonium regulars because they live real close to there, and it's closer for a lot of the guys actually, and it's. It's not closer for me, but the drive is a lot easier. Yeah. On week on weeknights, because Wixom, beautiful, luxurious Wixom, while luxurious and beautiful, is really a hassle to get to at five o'clock on a weeknight. <laughs> it's not. It's has not that, a fun. Has drive. that freeway opened back up yet? Yeah, they ninety six is reopened, so it's a little better. Because for a while it was like. Not that I don't take that freeway to get there, but everyone who is normally on that the other freeway that was closed was like, oh, I guess we got to go on the other freeway. And it's like, oh, that's the worst. It was bad every time. But yeah, know. that's that's better now. 
So it's, it's not, it's not impossible, but you know, it'd be nice to have the other option and the new pandemonium is, is very nice venue. Now their bathrooms are way, way less scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the old pandemonium bathroom was an epic. It was just ridiculous. A little muggy. You're afraid you're getting a little mugged in there. <laughs> well, no, because you know it's only one key, but you like you had to walk down like three hallways and like two half flights of stairs, and <laughs> then up some stairs. Oh man, <laughs> it was pretty ridiculous. And the new ones are very. That's I know I'm talking about the bathrooms a lot, but you know when you're playing a tournament and you're like I got to run to the bathroom, and then it's like I got to go get a key. Quote unquote real walk quick. like yeah, and then like walk you know to the other side of the store and you know it's a little ridiculous and they also have a lot of tvs now which is awesome they were doing i went over there on tabletop day just to check it out i didn't get to go out and play any demos i just swung by in the evening the early evening and it was they had all the tvs running i was like this is this is really nice you know, plenty of space and flatlands is nice as well so yeah that's really probably the depends on who's willing to support it. I mean, to what, yeah. Yeah, Flatlands, I know that those guys are like gung-ho to support tournaments and stuff, so that's great. But if I go over to Pandemonium, I'm, eh, you never know. I'll, I'll go talk to the guy there. But I remember one of the guys at Pandemonium they like super it. They stock it. Yeah. Yeah, I know they, they, they stock it really well, and... I think they'd like to have a scene and I know they have some players who play there regularly, but it's, it's one of those ones where it's like inertia, you know, kind of at this point, yeah. like I, I like going out and talking to Bud and Lee and hanging out with them. So they probably stop and forgive me for moving to Oregon. Nope. Nope. Never. Not yet. It's all right. <laughs> nope. Okay. So right. we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Last topic I got on my on my list here is uh, the question of breaching the foe. Um, there is when you go to breaching the foe, there you automatically get the the custom fate deck, which I'm excited about because I've seen it and it looks good. Um, the uh, a set of scheme markers. One of each color, so you're getting a you're getting a black one, a red one, a blue one, a green one, a gold one, a brown one, which is really apparently more gray than brown, and a yellow one, or orange and yellow. I don't know. One for every faction plus an additional one, um, which is black. Right. I'll say breaching the foe on them, and it's cool. Uh, and I think what I'm probably going to do is try and trade off the ones that I don't like. I want to try and get a full set of one color. So I'll go to people and be like, oh, you're a Rezzer player. Do you want my green one? Give me your blue one. Yeah. And just sort of trade, try to trade for a full seven set of mm -hmm. or something. Uh, but the real yeah. interesting question is, uh, there is a, a custom laser cut measuring device that you can get in the color of your faction if you win best faction. What? Oh. And I want that tool. That's pretty cool. I want that tool, Alan. <laughs> yeah, I want it. And I know right. that I That's, and I know I, that I know I the guy who makes them, and I could ask him to make one for me. Without like, do I wouldn't have it. I wouldn't say have it say best arcanist on it or whatever. I might do one in orange, 
and have it say mistakes were made on it. I might do a custom mistakes were made measuring piece, but I, I mean, want you could do like two of those probably, right? Yeah, if I did, I would probably do two just for, just for the S's and G's. If you don't win one, so if you don't win one, you're gonna get these. You're gonna get me a custom one. So. If I do win one, I may still try and get the mistakes <laughs> for one, just because I think it'll be interesting. It'll be nice to have like really cool. promotional swag, right? But we should. But I want. I want that one. But the thing is, is that you. The question is, do I try and play a faction that I that I am good at? Do I try and play a faction that is underrepresented, or do I try and play a balance of those two things? A faction that I am both good, potentially good at, and uh, and a little under underrepresented. Like, I feel like I could go and play guild, and I could play guild well. However. I think there are going to be a ton of guild players. <laughs> yeah. I think there's going to be a well, ton of outcast players. And you don't want to compete with Dan for best reser. I, mean. I certainly can't compete with Dan for best reser. Um, I just don't have all the toys. I don't have all the summoners. Um, oh, yeah. That's it. That's so it's it. like I could go as gremlins, but I've only got Ophelia and a very small handful of toys. And I know Ken's going, yeah. and he's got quite a bit more than I do, so he should be okay for, for, for doing some playing some gremlins. Um, which leaves 10 Thunders, which might be underrepresented, but I know that Josh isn't running them because he's running the event or helping run the event or something. Or I could do Arcanists. And Arcanists, I feel like, currently are sort of underrepresented. A lot of people don't play them, except for like maybe Colette with Mechanical Rider. I feel like that might be a little do, overdone yeah, right do now. You own, do you own a Mechanical Rider? No. I do own Actually, a Mechanical Rider. Actually, we had. Rider. Yep. I'll have to yeah, paint it out. See. But I do own a Mechanical Rider. So I think what I want to do is potentially run Arcanists and maybe like... figure out, you know, see what the turn impact says and then. Start writing lists for Colette, Karis. I might even play Ironsides if it's going to work out. What? I can think of another faction that what you that? didn't mention. The Neverborn. Neverborn. I don't see that's the problem. I think that if I were going to try and be competitive as Neverborn, I would want to have more options. At this point, the only options I have are, are Lilith and Kaladi. And yes, they do cover a very good, <laughs> widespread. Uh, gamut of of uh, schemes and strategies, but I don't have a ton of like I don't have illuminated. You know, I have a widow weaver, but I don't have. You know, I've got I've got a decent smattering of models for those two crews, but not a lot of crossover and not a lot of um, of the sort of ancillary models. Like I don't have a hooded rider. I don't have uh, the illuminated. Like I said before, beckoners. Um, uh, you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, I so guess, that's, um, yeah, that's sort of where I'm at. Is I'm I'm feeling like the mo the most complete sets that I have are probably Arcanists and Guild, and I think Guild are going to be the most represented. I mean, I you think, only you only get to play fifty Soulstones, really. Come on. Well, fifty Soulstones until you start summoning. What are you summoning with? <laughs> uh, me mechanical Rider. <laughs> oh, right. 
That's another 12 points uh, if you can do it right. <laughs> so I so I think, I, I'm thinking Arcanist, but I am willing to, I don't know. Like if there end up being a ton of Arcanist there, I might eat my, eat my hat. I feel like I need to be ready to play anything, but I don't know. Do it, yeah. You just show up. You know, you make sure that they all write their factions on the sheet when they sign in. And just sign in last. You know, you, <laughs> yeah, you just sign in last. You, know? you like peruse the list. You're like, oh, no one's playing. No one's playing. Only uh, one person is playing Gremlins, and it's Ken. Maybe I'll just try and beat out Ken. Only one person is playing Arcanists. No, yeah. If no one is playing Ten Thunders, oh, like, I'll just sign out Ten no Thunders. No one's Why playing not? Neverborn. Oh, yeah. If no, no one's playing Neverborn, I own Mayfang. I own Lucas McCain. Oh, Mayfang, right, right. Oh, Lucas, he's fun. The problem with that is I don't have I don't have um, the dog hounds. I don't own hounds. Yeah, I can run a couple of you know undead dogs as as the dogs, Canandermans. I can run a couple Canandermans as them, but. Um, and I don't have any of the Ten Thunders generalists. Like I don't have archers. I don't have Ten Thunders brothers. Yeah, um, you don't need those. Well, but what would I run? I'd run wastrels and Luna. And okay. I don't. Own, I don't own Illuminated. You get Illuminated. I'm working you need on to get them. I'm getting some on Saturday. <laughs> They're real good. Well, yeah, you'll have them, so you can just play. But they won't be painted with them. Oh. They're only just paint them real quick. Get there at like nine in the morning. To start painting. <laughs> there are three colors. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah. You dip them in a color and then you paint over them with a wash, right? It's uh, two colors. <laughs> and then you add a little bit of uh, then, details. Yeah. Then, then, then you brush, put, do some dry brush a highlight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or you just you know you just like paint their hat or something. I don't know. Why do they all look naked? They're illuminated. Flesh They're illuminated. Yeah. Three different, Why'd three you... different tans. <laughs> this is uh, a yeah. tan skin base, tan skin highlight, <laughs> tan skin shadow wash. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I think I'm, I don't know if I'm good. done thinking about it, but I'm definitely obsessing about it, and it's something that I wanted to to get out in the air. I guess. Yeah. No, I I think that's. I think it's pretty awesome. I love the idea of that tool. That's one thing I, I if I want to host a tournament, I want to like look into getting swag stuff. I look, I was after Adepticon, and I looked at the company that made the custom tokens, and I was I emailed them just like a general like you know what would it be, you know how much is it to get however many tokens made, mm. sort of question. And it's actually not too bad. Like the the initial like make a file fee is you know. Thirty dollars, and then it's was like seventy-five cents a token. After that, wow! I have a guy was, who has a laser. Who I have, a, I know a guy who has access to something, and I know that I have Vectorworks, so I could potentially export out to the right kind of file. So I think I might, I think I might be able to to hook myself up. You know, I just have to, I guess, buy him a beer or something. I was about to rib on you for using Vectorworks, but then I realized that we're on a Malifaux podcast. <sighs> anyway, because it's not because it's not Google SketchUp, because it's not no, it's Auto AutoCAD, man. 
What? No. I started my, AutoCAD. It's my senior so, doesn't, my okay, senior doesn't use not, AutoCAD. This is not the. This is uh, not Malifaux related. This is, uh, well, I guess the mistakes were made. A interesting. <laughs> well, I mean, you can draft up your terrain mockups. I I used I used out of I I used a CAD software to in one point five, um, graph out. Uh, all of the places that uh, the Corophy duet could end in a, in a single given activation if I use chain activation to do everything and still be able to deliver the message. That's ridiculous. So like um, I knew I knew that if I put my my main crew, you know, center center, that the Corophy duet could basically be anywhere except for I think a five or six inch bubble on the opposite opponent's quarters. Because it's like, you know, uh, Cassandra moves up, double uh, performers, whatever, drags drags the Corfees up. Corfees move up, Corfee dance together, Corfee duet moves forward and delivers the message. It was like, I right. knew I needed to deliver on the very first activation of the game just so that I didn't have to worry about it happening. <laughs> so if you're funny. still playing 1.5, now you know. <laughs> It doesn't work anymore. Right. Well, I, fine. I mean, fine. I, I feel like that crew's still all right at deliver message. They're okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, They're pushing forward. Take a walk. Yeah, all right. Now activate. All right. Now deliver the message. Good job. Yeah. In the, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's that's the podcast right there. I think so. Yeah. We've made it through another one. People, Dan asked oh, me if gonna, we were done gonna, because we're a week late. We are. Where, where are we? I thought we were, felt like we were way more than that. I think it was because we were like a week late twice in a row. Well, no, we were a couple days late for the last one, and then we were we're like a real week, and probably after I finished editing it, a day or so late for the second for this one. But are you sure? If I, yeah, like I mean, if I look at, time. hold on, let me look at our uh, our website because the last one was published April seventh. April seventh was, was Tuesday, twenty days ago. So yeah, three weeks, not too bad. We were we were getting like a lot more than every two weeks though for a while, which is nice. Yeah. And I think yeah. that I think that like we could we could potentially start doing more uh, stuff. Like we start doing little things yes. like mini sods and uh, recaps and things. I don't know. Be fun. Do you guys want to hear more little podcasts? Yeah. Or just wait. Do you want us to do something like a, a two-hour plus flip, or do you want us to do more things like that? Like I don't think we're going to be able to do a two-hour podcast every week. Or even no, a really an hour podcast every week. So oh, we get good guests. So yeah. That's true. If you if you had a if you had the, the Detroit division and I had the Portland division and and we came together every other week for a real thing. Like I've I've already got a lot of problem scheduling. You know, it's yeah, it's, it's easy. It's easier with you though. Where we have yeah, go ahead. Yeah, because we we both work in a field where you work weird hours a lot sometimes yeah. and and I'm one I do two other podcasts and the other podcast guy is like I, he's also an East Coaster 
And it's like, well, I can do this, but I have to go to bed by 11, which means we have to be done by 11, which means we have to be done by 7 o'clock your time, which means when I start at 5. It's like, well, I don't get home until 6.15, so that's going to be difficult for me to do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty flexible when it comes to time. I'm just like, yeah. I'll sleep, you know, sometime. <laughs> that's from... That's just from years of being, well, not years, but from time spent working on concerts and backstage. And you're like, eh, I can work for another eight hours. Yeah. hours, yeah. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in time and a half right now, so yeah. I'll stay in until you make me <laughs> I, I did have that with my, my painter this week was like, well, yeah. I don't love how things went down, and I know I'm going to come in tonight to paint, but... After six o'clock today, I'm on golden time. So, <laughs> anything I have to do this weekend, that's double time. Loving it. So it's funny. Time and a half or whatever it is. Anyway, so. thank you for listening. We're gonna talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. If you want to tune in for our new uh, podcast about theater industry, pay standards, <laughs> and drafting software. No. <laughs> I feel like we'd have less listeners for that than for <laughs> talking about super fun games. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, unless we were able to pull in a very niche audience and, and be a, I think my I think my theater wants me and my other technical director right. to do a theater, <laughs> technical theater podcast, but yes. Thank you for listening to the Mistakes Were Made podcast. You can reach us by email at mwmpodcast at gmail.com. Or on Twitter at at MWM Podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. See you next week. Or more <laughs> whatever. Than <a> week. <laughs> <laughs> Good, Good enough. <laughs> at gmail.com. No, I think, yeah. Well, no, we're not at. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Good. Well done. <laughs> He's MWM You're, we're still now. Alive. I'm You're MWM to trick me. No, we're good. We're done. You're trying to trick me. Sorry, I haven't. You're, I haven't we're live. Yet, but I'll just cut this part out. It's fine. When I was a top, my mom's dropped fables and stories to warn me of the dangers that were laying before me. To keep it in a rest, and she would hide the lesson. To guide my direction, provide the right message. In time, I developed a sense of her embellishments. Hence, I was rebellious against what she was telling me. When I was a teen, I pretended that my demons were friends. I defended the place, yo, and that was the case. Slurred speech tripping off of my face. The world creeped as I slipped to the awfulest place you could imagine. Not the average things you see on acid. My granddad bloody hovering on a speaker cabinet. Laughing in a raspy tone, covered in maggots, a snack on his mask. To the bone, I couldn't grasp it. Did it double dismount?